Geek Shock. I get letters all the time about that. About what? Me going. Yeah. Okay. Actually, Andy, <laughs> that's the letters you get. <laughs> it's just. This Are there even letters in that? Yeah. <laughs> it's letters from a retarded school. <laughs> wow. Big ah. fan base. Oh that's, man. Uh, that was harsh. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the alternative school, and we went on a tour of uh, ice cream place, and we're all being very nice. You know. Lucky. Yeah, well, we were, it, was a, it was a hippie school, and we were all being, you know, nice kids, and, you know, listening patiently to what they said and stuff, and eventually the guy who was giving the tour leaned over one of the parents and said, are these children retarded? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're well-behaved. Is that what it's, that's what he equated to? This, yeah. was, this is what, the 1930s? <laughs> uh, sadly, early, sadly, early 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That explains the response. Like 70s, as in 70 years after Christ? <laughs> yes. Oh, did it, <laughs> that's right. The uh, Revelations was still fresh. Oh, fresh Revelations. Well, how Paul's gone, and, and now Kirsten is giving to you the same stuff that Paul gives to you, Andy. Paul gave yes, he me does. a list. Oh, he did. Oh, gave me a list. That explains said, this it. is the stuff you got to yeah. hit Andy on. The Andy Barbs. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I'm just trying to cultivate oh, okay. the Scoops fan base. Nice. Uh, Andy Barba. Not, not that we're kidding yeah. ourselves thinking that say, they're listening tonight. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're not listening to us tonight. They should just title this one, Don't Worry, No Paul. It occurred to me with, with Paul not here, we could just like abuse the shit out of him. You know? But then it occurred yeah. to me that, because he'd never listen to it. This is true. Yeah. But he'll get letters now. This is true, too. So he's, he's got his spy base now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I don't say anything on an episode, Paul is not here, that I wouldn't say to Paul directly, and he wouldn't throw back That's at right. me. That's right. I would say all of it leaning over his bed while he was trying to sleep. I think so. Are you awake? <laughs> and he remained stock Are you still, awake? knowing full well that if he moved so much as a muscle, it would throw Andy into a fit of passion. And he would miss that episode of Knight Rider. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shack 299.5. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check, Andy. And we're here to talk week and geek. Yeah, Paul's on a boat. On Again. a boat. Diddly, Boy, diddly, diddly, diddly. talk about deja vu. Yeah. Yeah, only this time he's doing it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Instead ah, yeah. Of, out of monetary necessity. Mm. If you go back to the old episodes, you will see these big swaths where... Paul is absent because that's when he's doing his improv on the boat and having a very bad time. Yeah. He's getting paid this time, though, still. So, you know. Well, he was getting paid that time, too. Yeah. He, he was <laughs> he was doing improv on the boat. For it free. was a bad time because he wasn't getting paid. Getting, getting paid in buffet. Well, he, he was oh. getting, I mean, yeah. he said it himself. He, got, he was getting paid well for yeah. what he was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was driving him absolutely insane. Yeah. Sure. And just like, it's like, there's only so many hours of entertainment that you can... You know, distract yourself with sure. on that boat. And he and Anne's relationship was young, and yeah. so there was a lot of missing, a lot, of, a lot of far romance involved. Oh, so he was like don't, on a boat not getting laid. That, don't Jesus. let it fool you. Paul's a romantic guy. He is a romantic. So we give him a lot of shit for being a you know complete dick, but when it comes right down to it, he's a pretty Very kind much guy. So. He really, yeah. I mean, he watches 
the show she wants to see. This yep. actually goes to the point I was going to make before we you did the intro to the show. I was going to say we're a lot nicer to Paul on this show than we are to him in real life. I was about to say, there, there's so. a current of fear right now that's very strange. Yeah. Like, I better be nice to Paul while he's gone. It's not <laughs> fun kicking when he's not here. What are you talking about? That's the best. God, what's that song that uh, you actually watch the shows and want to see? Is you married me, married me, married me? What's that? I'm Paul's no idea where song, dude. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, damn it. Oh, I'm we're song, already feeling his loss. I'm the song to get back to the 30s, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it'd be like, marry me, marry me, marry me, marry me. Sing it into a bullhorn. Thank you. Call her back door, Renny. It's Alexa and the Fanny. Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. Oh, God, that episode of Mr. Show just kills me every time I see the little, the two, the the two competing bullhorn singers from the. God, I love that one. The little jingles. Yeah. Thank you. For those that have wrote in, we will get your emails, but we're going to do that on episode 300 once Paul gets back so we can all respond to, to your joys and sorrows. Uh, now, the reason for point five, not just because Paul is gone, but also because there's so much news that we missed over the last couple of weeks by not ever getting to news. So we're going to cover some of that and this week's news and all together, you know, what this show was right. originally going to be. So no jokes. Well, with Paul not here, we should be sufficiently unentertaining that we'll get to all the news. Oh, man. Oh, About 25 minutes into it, we'll be like... Yeah, and then I found some lint between my toes, and I was picking at it. Hey, but I was that gonna lint see, was in the form of Jesus. I think most of our audience will have turned it off long before then. <laughs> yeah. No, wait. Oh, Paul's not there? You uh, have such high opinions it. of yourself, gentlemen. <laughs> Not me. Everybody loves me. This is true. Everyone loves fat chicken. <laughs> Especially they all the letters the that are just a stream of consonants. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they just keep running it back trying to translate what, he's, what you're saying. Oh. What did he say? Paul, God, get, go back. Paul give you a list, too? <laughs> <laughs> and then when they run it backwards, it's just, you know, like... Actually, was, it probably makes sense backwards. I was picking uh, lint out that, that, from my belly button. You know, we never you thought see, of sir, that. We do not do it that way. Maybe we should call you backward masking Andy. Backward masking Andy. <laughs> That's okay. The scoops will figure out some way to make him a chick. All is there dead. You go. <laughs> we watched, uh, Duncan and I watched uh, Top Gun last night. I was going to ask secret, what you did secret. this week, gentlemen, but please. No, no, top, top Secret last night with that. Back. Do you remember the backward masking part of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah really? It br- I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about it until I'm watching. The, like, oh, the Swedish bookstore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen Top Secret, it is the Zuckers at the it top holds, of their it game. Hold, yeah. It holds up. It really holds up. It was right after Airplane, so it was yeah. like boom, boom. Yeah, like I just I th- want to say like the year after if I'm not it mistaken. It is the second funniest Val Kilmer's ever been. Uh, what you what would you say first is real genius. Real genius. I, agree. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, real yeah. genius. That was just on the other morning when I was sick, and I'm just sitting there going, I'm like, I can't not watch this. Real genius heals. I saw that it in the did. movie. Theater. It really did make me, me feel better. It you know that's an interesting tangent because I this weekend saw the uh, Lost Souls. The doomed journey of Richard Stanley's Island oh, of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I kept falling asleep watching that. His his voice is so well, monotone. And NPR. And calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my well, god. He, I like literally. I just could not stay. I had to shut it off. I'm like, I got to come back to this some other time because 
literally, it was just that soft-spoken well, single tone. Well, it's, it's funny, too, because... Tone, he never varies his Because he's out of the movie, so about, like, halfway to two-thirds through the documentary, the interviews with him uh, stop for a space. Oh, okay. And then they interview other people. And hearing about uh, Brando and Kilmer and all the studio stuff... I mean, you know, we were you guys were talking about Fantastic Four. We were talking about it earlier. Studio interference with uh, with that movie too was it was really it was very very interesting. the The whole story is just it's very fascinating. Now, how much of that documentary is about that movie versus his life afterwards? It's all about that movie. His, okay. his life afterwards is a bare couple of minutes where they talk about um, just a few things. Okay. So it's all about the movie. Now I'm even more inclined to watch it. Oh, I think, I think yeah. the other part that was really kind of like, I mean, it was fascinating and at the same time kind of aggravating because he kept talking about his witchcraft and, you know, all the different incantations he was casting <sighs> before he did the movie. You need and to be was, in a better mood, Jeffrey, because <laughs> really, he talks about that in one section and then he talks about movie uh, making. It sure seemed like he kept going on and on about that. So I, He it, has a fascination with it. He's a full, I get he's that. A, He's a dude who lives the horror, apparently. I, I get so, that. Were you I mean, watching it, just, it laying on your back looking over your no, belly I at midnight? No, I was sitting on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was literally right after uh, While Paul getting a sad hand it. job? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, another item off of Paul's list. No, but it, it really, it is, it is it, it, when the other cast members start talking about Kilmer and Brando, it's very interesting. And I was saddened, actually, to hear part of it because I'm a big Kilmer fan. Sure. Real genius. A Tombstone. I motherfucking love Tombstone. And I love his performance in that. But the, what they got to say about him in this, in this movie is not, not flattering at all. Rob Morrow was interviewed hmm. because he was originally in it. And oh, yeah. it was like five days into shooting, he calls his agent and he's like, you got to get me out of here. You oh got to get me out of this. Do what you got to to get me out of this. And and he actually did leave the film. Wow. Because it was really funny. I'm listening to them talking about their casting choices. And I'm like, I okay, I saw this movie. I don't remember Rob Morrow. Where, where the hell, what the hell was going on? You know, but it was, he left like less than a week into shooting. What so part did he have? He had the David Fuse part, okay. the castaway. Okay. And it was really interesting because apparently James Woods was originally Val Kilmer's role. Okay. Bruce Willis was originally the castaway. And then Willis dropped out because that's when the divorce was happening with Demi. And the explanation they gave is probably for financial reasons and stuff like that. It was like he needed to get out and, and not be in the Well, movie. they said something about he – I got to that part where they yeah. said he, he couldn't leave the country yeah, for, he, he, for like six months because of the pending divorce yeah, or whatever. Right. So. It would have, and it, it was all shot. It was all shoot. shot yeah. in the rainiest part of Australia. Yeah, which is hilarious. Well, yeah, some island right off of Australia, yeah, right? Kern, uh, we would pronounce it Cairns, and I don't. They <laughs> and, pronounce and the it, natives pronounce it Maze. Yeah, the, 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 yeah right. The <laughs> Australians kind of pronounce it like Cairns. It, it, Galut Proctor. Yeah. So and uh, so Willis dropped out. Kilmer was coming in for Willis's role as a castaway. And then somewhere in the process, he's like, you know what? I really like this role. And he starts talking about the, uh, the assistant role. And so then 
they have to shuffle things around and Woods is off and Kilmer gets his spot, but then they need to cast a castaway and that's when Rob Morrow comes in. And it, it was really, really... And yeah. There was a ton of mind fuckery. And you hear stories of Kilmer doing that and you hear stories of Brando doing that. And then apparently Kilmer and Brando had one interaction and Brando smashed it and that was it. It was really funny. Tell now, it, is Island of Dr. Moreau, is that available on Netflix? Uh, that version, I'm not sure. The director's cut of the one with Michael York and Burt Lancaster actually just came up, just uh, just started posting. Because hmm. so, I've never seen the Kilmer Brando Moreau. It is funky weird. Now, what... I never finished it. I, I started it. And I went and saw it in the theaters. Was done with it, and it was it was crazy off the wall. And when you he watched this documentary, you understand a hell of a lot because you really because I would like to see it before I see a documentary. Right. And I'm thinking right. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen it now. I think I'm what I'm remembering in the movie. I'm piecing together from articles and Starlog. You should actually see it. Right. I mean, I could probably get it off. The documentary would be interesting. Secondhand Amazon for ninety nine cents on DVD. Probably, right. so, probably. So I'm sure it's readily available. But it was it was really crazy. I mean, that poor thing was that movie was doomed because they also point out doomed, that doomed. that um, uh, Brando's daughter committed suicide right months before the movie was making so oh a lot God. of them were speculating that that contributed to sort of brando really no, didn't no, want to be there yeah of course not and um but it was like it was really funny because brando was there because of richard stanley and richard stanley was there because of brando basically they got brando to headline it and they wanted someone else. He wanted someone else to direct. And Stanley begged him, begged him, please let me just talk to him. Give me one meeting. He said he went to the meeting. He said Brando wasn't happy about it, but he had the meeting. And they got the talking. And by the end of it, Brando was like, oh, yeah, I want him directing. So then it was like he's – so there's this sort of synergy where Brando is there because of him and he's there because of Brando. And then, But then – then, then Brando shows up and and he's playing all his games. Uh, mm-hmm. it, no shooting started until afternoon because Brando would show up late. And then when he did get to the set, he would propose all these changes. And a lot of the actors were like, "It's." It, it eventually became clear that he was just postponed. How over budget was this movie? I don't recall. And that's the funny thing too. The 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 studio exec in charge of New Line, I think it was New Line, said. You know, it was a disaster. It was crazy. But we released the movie, and we lost less money releasing the movie we made than we would have lost if we had just abandoned production. And that line right there was like, holy shit. If that doesn't explain so (laughs) much of Hollywood, lost more releasing the thing we made than not making it at all. Well, yeah. In in some cases, they've got like tax credits for completion that you don't get to cash in unless you actually complete your project. So and you do get with, some money cuz it yeah. made it made a you know, it made millions of dollars. It just didn't make its money back. Well, I mean, yeah, it's so, like with the, the creative financing they use plus the yeah. fact that the studios just tend to distribute their own uh, the films and then they get the rental fees from the the various theaters. It makes sense that even putting a piece of garbage into the theater, they're going to make some yeah. money back because they're charging rental on those certain number and of prints. So know, yeah, absolutely. So even when it's cr- and guys, you really watch the documentary because everything about that movie was insane. I mean, the the whole everything they were doing to make it and everything. That movie, 
if I remember right, it got nominated for like sound editing because the hmm. sound was actually pretty goddamn good. I remember watching it in the theater and like the ambient noises of the jungle were constantly around you in the theater. And it act so, you know, they actually managed to make something that had some technical craft and, and, and excellence to it, despite everything. Hmm. Despite everything. Once Torgo gets on Amazon, I'll watch the movie, then I'll watch the, the there we go. documentary. Yeah. I like this idea. I, I do recommend it. So is it going to be, because there's these documentaries now coming out of all these lost product projects from the 90s and now the early yeah. aughts that are coming out. So, what, 15 years before we get the Fantastic Four documentary? Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. It's really funny. That will be interesting. If... Steve was talking about it last week. Will there be, 20 years from now, a Josh Trank director's cut of Fantastic Four? And It's just, I don't know. I don't know. That movie, I saw the movie, as right. like Professor Biggs told you. And uh, one of the points Paul made is very good. Watch the half-in-the-bag review because it actually it actually makes a lot of good points about the movie and talks about a lot of interesting things like you're watching the movie and thinking there are parts of this movie that are missing you can feel it, it you can intuit it and of course it, that's the bloody handprints of the studio edit all over it it, it but it's yeah i was fa it's really funny it's it's almost i don't know like watching a train wreck or something that the fascination with how Movies go bad, all of the politics, all of the interaction, the processes where things go wrong and the cascading effect that comes from that. And then, and then they still put out a movie. They still put something out that still makes $25 million. Sure. Well, they have to put it out or they lose the option as well. Yeah. So, right, right. so it's coming out no matter what. Yeah. It, and, yeah and it was interesting. Um, the, the first part of the movie, I, I actually was kind of enjoying the, the the some of the they missed the they missed the mark on relationships and stuff but there were some things about it that I liked and the original part of the 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 sense of exploration in the first half was was actually coming interesting the best relationship was uh, young Reed Richards and young Ben Grimm the fifth grade Reed Richards and Ben Grimm okay so oh uh, side note. Ben Grimm, Jamie Bell, Billy Elliot. Oh, okay. So I didn't even put that together until afterwards. Yeah, he's, know that he's, he's been, been in a lot of things. Yeah. I saw Vacation. Really? Ah. Yeah. I, ever since I was able to see those movies, because this Vacation was you know rated R when it first came out, since I was too young to see it. But I've seen every Vacation movie since then in the theater. Okay. And so I was like, you know, I'm not going to break that. I'm going to see this vacation in the theater. Did with, with my girlfriend, Pixie. And it's not bad. It is not a bad movie. The now, previews he, did not look bad either. It's, we laughed all the way through it. It is a great homage. It does a good job of referencing the original okay. while, while still being its own thing that they kind of met it out. Uh, but there is one thing, though, is that Ed, Ed Helms cannot be anybody but Ed Helms. Yeah, that it's if you do not like Ed Helms, this is not going to win you over in any regard. You will not see Rusty. You will watch Ed Helms headlining this vacation movie. All okay. right. 
the thing in the preview that gets me is the them smearing themselves with the sewage. Yes, and, and I'm not sure I can get through that in big screen. Griswold Springs <clears throat> is great, and it's there's a lot of gross out comedy in this, probably more than anyone prior to, mm-hmm. uh, aside from the dismal straight to video release about Eddie's holiday or whatever the hell that was. I never saw that one. Nor should you. That thing is. It's, I heard it's a steel, steaming pile of garbage. I didn't finish it. I couldn't. Nor should you. Mm. I, I even liked Vegas Vacation. I thought it had its moments. Sure. It's probably the weakest of. Uh, I might actually put this above Vegas Vacation as far as comedy goes. It can't take you anywhere, Andy. It, <laughs> <laughs> even Never when it's do not... take me anywhere. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so I actually do recommend it. It's what's sitting at 54% on the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's It fluctuates, but yeah, about there. So... I was. I never see a movie surprised. until Rotten Tomatoes stabilizes. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are we on the what geeky things that we did? We, we, I think we're yeah. well into that. Okay. Well, well you I, started it off. I guess so, I, I mean, did by accident. <laughs> I went to Tiki Oasis this weekend, which was amazing. What That's is the a new Tiki bar? Right? What is Tiki Oasis? No, no, this is a Tiki convention. It's, oh, okay. Uh, in San Diego, wow. they take over an entire old hotel that's still decorated Tiki from back in the fifties. Oh wow. Um. And it was, I mean, I went down because a couple of my friends who were big tiki heads uh, invited me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> tiki heads, tiki I heads, yes. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, I could, I could hang out with you two. You know, I could hang out with you two in purgatory. Did they have abnormally small bodies compared to their heads? <laughs> yes. Okay, just, just check. <laughs> of just course. checking. Come on. I mean, let's be real. All right. Just really make, big just smiles. John Bean Hastings and Terry Hastings. I love you two. And I'd go anywhere with you it. guys. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, well, I, 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 the event was secondary to me. In fact, I was going to hang out with those guys. was fine. And then I went to the event, and I'm like, holy crap, I'm like, i got to come back here next year. So tell me what is in a tiki convention. Well, first of all, they, like, they had the whole run of the pool, the whole run of the hotel. So every goddamn room was a party room eventually. I mean, it's like all these little flyers running around with parties, and now they've all... Little flyers? Flyers. Okay. And they've got the balconies all decorated up. There's a decent tiki bar in it with all kinds of great tiki drinks. <laughs> there bands, better be. Bands playing. <laughs> Um, there was a whole, uh, there was some great art and, uh, there was a whole, yeah. You know, okay. Vendor's I, room, that kind of stuff. Okay. What, that's why I want to know. What is in the vendor's room for sale? Tiki cups, tiki cups, a lot of, uh, tiki fashion, uh, original art, uh, prints, tiki uh, fashion. Yeah. Like Hawaiian shirts. And, and, okay. uh, there was actually a Star Trek Hawaiian shirt that I was like, oh man, if I had 50 bucks that I could just throw, but yeah. Did you at least take a picture of it? I, no, oh! I did not. No. <laughs> I, I took I, very few pictures. I, I was so overwhelmed. Bet you could have found it somewhere else. Yeah, for but a, no, it was a reasonable price. The uh, <laughs> at one point we went back to see. We went there at night, and uh, Man or Astro Man was playing. Man or Astro Man. Yeah, and my friend John was really excited. He was going up to the front to see it, and the rest of us like, eh, we'll listen to it. But you know, the band is 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 a hundred feet away. We'll listen to it from the pool. Okay. So yeah. we're, so I'm sitting in the pool. I'm actually grabbed one of the floaty chairs, and I'm sitting on a floaty chair. That's life. And I start hearing drumming getting louder in the band. And I look over, and in comes one, two of the musicians. One of them's holding a snare drum, and the other one is drumming on it. And they march right into the pool. I almost got jumped on by they the band. They brought the show to you. Yes, they did. Wow. <laughs> You're that important, Andy. And by that time, John had moved over to where we were, so he got a great shot of the of the band in the pool. And I guess the other a couple other members of the band came and jumped in the pool later on. Wow! Yeah, it was crazy. a giant, crazy, wonderful party. Wow, that sounds like fun. And it was um, science fiction themed this year, so there's a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Torgo, a lot nice. Of, so there was a lot of uh, a lot of oh, it's better next year. So there was a lot of uh, of uh, grass skirts and dealy bobbers. 
and some great crazy 50 science. Yeah, the little the antenna, bobber, the antennas. Okay. The little... <laughs> <laughs> Don't get ahead of us, Andy. We're new to this. Grass skirts and dealing. We're going to have to get the stroke yeah. wallet out here. <laughs> Those were real words. I <laughs> swear <laughs> they were. <laughs> but yeah, no. So, the, so how was like, this science fiction? Well, there was all these, they were like a costume contest, all these 50s, you know, it looked like 50s horror, 50s science fiction movie. A lot of the costumes, a lot of crazy silver oh, okay. costumes and stuff. And next year's theme, Monster Island. Oh, wow. I am so want to be there. That, that sounds, sounds great. sounds so great. That sounds really great. Wow. Yeah. And like I say, I, I went there just because I'm going to see my friends. And I saw my friends and had an amazing time at the show. That That's event, great. Mentioned. Sounds Brilliant. like you go to a nudist camp and you enjoy the volleyball. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Yes. To work <laughs> out. Um, do we need, do we need the to... stroke call it for you? <laughs> <laughs> the look of puzzlement on yeah. your face no, was no, priceless. I was trying to figure out a, <laughs> a regular ritual for my girlfriend and myself mm-hmm. is I read to her short stories, mm-hmm. usually from scary books. We finished off uh, Stephen King's Skeleton Crew not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Nice. And now we are reading um, 20th Century Ghosts by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. Sure. And it is an incredible book. One of the most creative sets of short stories I have read in a long time. But I have to give Joe Hill absolute credence. His story, Pop Art, is the first story in a long time that has made me cry. Whoa. It, and, of course, it's even more fun when you're trying to read it out loud and you're blubbering through your own eyes trying to keep the story going. But pop art, if you are a short story fan at all, find 20th Century Ghosts and find this story. It is beautiful and bizarre and amazingly creative. Nice. About, his, about a kid and his inflatable friend. Aww. Yeah. Oh. Is it a real doll? It is not a real. No, those are those are rubber. Oh, okay. yeah, or silicone, I guess. Yeah. All right. So it's an inflated date. Yeah. Or the embraceable you. Pop art. <gasps> oh no! no. <laughs> oh, I, I understand what's going oh, on. No. It's so sad. Now you I'm do, crying. but you don't. That is beautiful. That <laughs> is so beautiful. Wow. What else you do, gentlemen? Otherwise, we're going into news. Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> I was sick and bad all week. You, we went to Star Trek Con. We last yeah. talked to you, and then after that, you got sick from Star Trek Con I immediately. Did. After. Yeah, uh, the Con that's, crud. That's a, that's a like very three days thing. later. Yeah, and apparently, several of my friends that went to the con also came down with the, the, with the calling Con Crud 2015. K H A N Crud. Yes. Ah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm literally. I, I'm going through the list of different people that are excited. I was like, well, I know that person. I hung out with. Them. I remember this. So it's like trying to track down who patient <laughs> zero is. Vector is nearly yeah, it's nearly Mary impossible. But it's like it's like well, I know that all of us got it, and we all hung out like this day and this day. So we're typhoid really Majel, as it were. You really got to stop. Yeah, you really got to stop going to these Klingon mating rituals. Well, that's the funny thing is like you know I've been going. I I realized this year I've been going to cons. You know, sci-fi cons, Comic-Con, et cetera. I've been doing these kinds of things for 30 years now. Nerd. And I just, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever gotten sick from one of them. And not just sick, but like so goddamn sick that I was in bed for five days straight. Well, so you got what just, was coming to. That's just hate. I, I didn't guess you, so. Didn't you learn at this point never to share hypo sprays? I didn't. Ah. And, I was, and I was consuming alcohol, too. So I thought, you know, anything... 
that I would catch. I would be staving off. Well, you know? I need to run the alcohol through nope. your nose. I was afraid right. he had that parasite from naked now. I mean, oh. So. Boy, Jeff running around with a with a foil. <laughs> sure, not now. Oh, the, the little blue gill in my back of my back of my neck. <laughs> not now, Torgo. We <laughs> see <laughs> peaceful coexistence, <laughs> or just laughing maniacally. Oh, let's do this, dude! You don't give a shit down. about. Sorry. What was that? Wow, that was a very bad know. stereo recording. It was at the worst possible time. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> Andy, once again like, showing a neck for time. Oh. <laughs> 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 News you don't give a shit about. In 2010, Warner Brothers New Line Cinema released their Platinum Dunes produced reboot of Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Wait, is our news backed up so much? Are you doing stuff from 2010? Yeah, this is wow. So strap in, folks. Yeah, <laughs> which stalled for the most part. Now, just five years after being resurrected, Freddy Krueger is getting yet another fresh start. New Line is planning to remake A Nightmare on Elm Street once again. Platinum Dunes isn't listed as a producer on the project, uh, which is still vacant, apparently. A new Line has tapped orphan scribe David Leslie Johnson to write, uh, for those unacquainted with Johnson. Uh, he was, last week he was announced to write the Warner Brothers Dungeons & Dragons adaptation. That was actually two weeks ago. Uh, he's a former Walking Dead writer. Next, he is penning James Wan's Conjuring sequel, The Conjuring, The Enfield Poltergeist, and Disney's horror, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yeah. So Chris Pratt is playing uh, Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Man. that, you know, Robert England, eventually Freddy's just going to be like in a little electro scooter. There won't be any makeup anymore. Well, well, uh, I'm guessing they'll recast it once again as somebody else. They should get England. England and Freddie are kind of one in the same. Really? Even though Jackie Earl Haley did a pretty decent job as Freddie. I didn't think that last one was that bad. It wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good either. Sure. Where I think it really dropped the ball. The ending? Well, not just the ending, but just if you have this creature that can affect people's dreams why aren't you being imaginative with it there was so little yeah. imagination in those dream worlds that that people are getting killed in oh <laughs> not green, enough the green lantern of, effect not enough usage yeah. of the word bitch, <laughs> bitch. yeah, right. bitch. yeah. yeah it, that episode was hilarious it's funny because it's uh, that that makes me think of people have been seeing a little bit of little bit of test footage and some concept art for dr strange and it's looking like they're going in the right direction. I'm your mama, bitch. Okay. With that. So it's like the exploitation of the concept of a dream reality or a fluid reality for some people, it really... Do you think that could be a function of budget? Do you think people are just like limiting themselves because they're afraid? Well, I've only got 15 no. million to make this or something? Or I, th- really, I don't know. Maybe so. But... That first one was made with a much more minuscule budget. Yeah. And they did some really creative things with that very first one. Uh, so, so so who's playing Doctor Strange? Cumberbun. I know. I just want to hear you say it again. <laughs> Cumberbun? <laughs> yeah, it gave us those loving eyes when you said it. <laughs> did you really just call him Cumberbun? <laughs> I, knew yeah. who, I knew who he meant. Now, he, now, <laughs> I can't take credit for this idea. This actually I got from Movie Bob, who if you're not watching his stuff or reading his stuff, you should be. Um, one way that I think they could really make this scary again, because Freddy hasn't been scary in a long time, yeah, 
is to make the victims of this movie actually children this time. Yikes. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it could go bad on that, but well, Freddy, Andy Freddy, won't watch it. That's Freddy sure. is a child killer. Yeah. And in the movies, he goes after teenagers. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you make children the recipient of his evil ire. That would be a heck of a movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then you have a scary Freddy. Why aren't you writing this? Again, I can't take credit for this idea. But. If I was making it, I would make the cast of kids analogous to the Goonies kids. Yeah. Ooh. That would be a great age for that. Yeah. Now, that's a scary Freddy movie. Get it. Yeah, that's... But they won't do it because... No, no, no. That's, that's way too much of a risk. That scares executives. Yes, it does. <laughs> Which that's... is the one scare in Hollywood you don't want. Yeah. Or you can't overcome, I should say. One down. Keep going. News you don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucasfilm and Disney will be re-releasing the entire Star Wars saga on Blu-ray again. Yay, more money. And this time, they will be coming in... Steelbox packaging. Here's the details. Quote, As the galaxy prepares for the next generation of Star Wars, the six epic films will each release as commemorative Blu-ray steelbooks on November 10th. These highly collectible films will be available for a limited time only and can be pre-ordered beginning August 7th. In addition, Star Wars The Complete Saga will be released as a newly repackaged artwork on October 13th. Each film from the saga is presented with a new character packaging, allowing fans to choose their favorite or collect all six for a limited time. Oh, boy. Characters include The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul, Attack of the Clones, Yoda, Revenge of the Sith, General Grievous, because who doesn't love him, A New Hope, Darth Vader, Empire Strikes Back, an Imperial Stormtrooper, and Return of the Jedi Emperor Palpatine. The Stormtroopers for Paul. Pretty much. In addition to the collectible steelbook packaging, each single Blu-ray disc includes existing audio commentary with George Lucas and the film crew, as well as audio commentary from archival interviews with cast and crew. The newly repackaged saga includes all six feature films on Blu-ray, along with three additional discs containing more than 40 hours of previously released extensive special features. Yep. I don't give a shit about that. Yes. Blue shoots first. Uh, so it's the same thing that they sold with yeah. new package. Yeah, it's, it's, so no, it's n- exactly n- the same. None of the original uh, theatrical nope. release of the... Nope. Uh, wow. they, I've, I've seen a Talk few... Talk about the hell of a double dip. Well, and, 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 see the, and the other thing is, like Disney doesn't own 100% those releases. Fox still has licensing lights for distribution, i.e. Blu-ray, etc., so Fox is getting mm, a good percentage. I'm not going to say 50% or more. I think it's something like 45%. So I think Disney's do- just doing this so they can get more. It. I, I, I'm wondering whose idea it was. The last Blu-ray set that came out, yeah, was that pre or post Disney's purchase? Pre. 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 So this is what this is. This is Disney getting their cut on a Blu-ray release. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, they technically already got the it by, by buying Lucasfilm. Sure. So they're just getting so here's more. A, yeah, exactly. That's and, what I'm saying. That's a little more money for the coffers l- yeah, before and, the movie and, comes And basically, they, from what I've read of uh, the contract with Fox, not a whole lot. I think they're only getting like 45 50% tops oh, only? of each one. So, well, wow. I mean... <laughs> If you consider it versus like them self-distributing through themselves, where they would be getting a hundred percent of it, sure, which they will with the new movies, but yeah, 
but everything going that's forward. Why this and apparently, and apparently, they don't want to do the uh, the negotiation for likeness rights, so they can package the Luke Skywalker edition, the oh, Princess yeah. Leia. These are the these are the pictures they own. Poor, poor. Oh, <gasps> oh, shame on me. I'm about to say poor, and I forget his name. Um, Darth Maul. Poor Darth Maul. Uh, Ray Park. Ray Park. Uh, poor Ray. Did you Park. just about to say Ray Parker Jr.? <laughs> I didn't say Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, he did. Poor Ray Park. You know, it's like That's his a whole his, different movie. Isn't yeah, it? his. Wow. Who are you gonna call? Um, but he. Uh, that was a very forgettable character, anyway. Though I mean, it wasn't a oh, very. The other he's Jedi. visually striking. He's been, it's kind yes. of funny. It's 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 he almost Darth Maul almost hits the 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 Boba Fett effect of being the coolest character that nothing was really done with right you know well, only that's, that's the thing everybody filled in that was the exact same thing with with boba fett with uh with darth mauls because you look at he has like what 10 minutes total of screen time right in that film wait is that counting the animated? darth maul darth maul i'm not counting the okay, animated. We're back to boba i'm no i'm i'm talking darth <laughs> maul boba I'll, I'll address boba here in a second yes. but you, <laughs> he, he got basically 10 minutes of screen time right he's not a fleshed out character no you have Literally, all you see him non-combat is one scene where he's being ordered by Darth Sidious to go yeah, track right. the Jedi. That's it. But so, that, so fans filled in this huge, sure, quote unquote, gap of you know why, well, also, what he is. But it, also, but you're right. It's because the character was visually striking. Visually striking. And Ray Park, suddenly, Ray Park's physical mm, performance, well, sure, was awesome. He was awesome for that role. We project and, and our same own things thing. on him and Boba Fett. And the yeah. same thing with Boba Fett. Boba Fett, not an interesting character. You right. see him on screen, but is it because there's so little said, you know, dialogue-wise? I think that has a lot to do with it. That they like, oh, he's so mysterious. You know, we don't know anything about Visually him. Visually striking people, and then mystery, sort of like me. But, then you, but, get, uh, you get people entranced sure. they they actually get like wow that's you know there's, there's the michael myers effect of halloween right but see before I'll counter, zombie fleshed him out yeah i'll counter the only thing that, that fleshed him out that gave ah. boba fett more legs i will say is that he had a little bit more screen time but he wasn't the most visually striking character in that whole it, it doesn't bounty matter hunter sc- the, the fact that he's, he's visually striking and then there's um, and then he quote unquote took down right. Han Solo, and then which he, he actually, really didn't. He, he had actually, more legs because he didn't have him cut off. Hey Before Rob Zombie fleshed him out. <laughs> Can't wait for Rob Zombie's solo <gasps> Boba Fett movie. <gasps> oh, I made a mess in my pants. <laughs> but yeah, apparently Dude, that would be so awesome. Zombie apparently, Star going back Wars. to what I was, what there's got to be one. What you were <laughs> asking right about the like the original cuts. Yeah, uh, that, they're, they, apparently they, they're never going to be able to release the original cuts because of a myriad of things. Lucas like, has got chains on it. Well, it no, <laughs> he burned them. Everything in the backyard. That, everything he had with Lucasfilm was turned over in the Disney purchase. Okay, so the films would have to be, from what I understand, completely reconstituted from scratch. Uh, because when he went through and did the restoration for the theatrical releases, he painted over it. Well, no, he <laughs> he took all of these old and, in some cases, falling apart right. um, uh, 35 millimeter prints of the film, like yeah. the original negatives, yeah. and then they had to treat them, and they had to scan them in, yeah. et cetera, and then they reprinted them as 35 millimeter prints, or pr- excuse me, 35 millimeter negatives, and then the negatives from the, the, from the special editions went into the archives. 
So apparently, all that original material that was in really bad shape is even worse shape is now. Just, is just gone. Just because it was Lucas, it was, you savage beast. I won't, he figured I won't go out so far how as, to destroy it forever. I won't go so far as to say that it got destroyed during the restoration process. Wow! But it was it. It's so piecemeal. They would literally have to take all these various sources in the archive and clean mm. them up and and then restore them to make a restoration of the original theatrical print. It'd be like watching the restoration of Metropolis. So they could Mm. either do that, they could spend all that money reconstituting that original thing and giving the fans something that they truly want, or... And we just won't buy enough of those They can re-release what's already digitized and on Blu-ray in new packaging, as Torgo just mentioned in the story, and make more money for doing less work. So let me go back to the that's the that's probably the reason we'll never get the the original theatrical prints. So let me go back to Old Metro. There's there's a version that some guys cut together where he did the special effects himself or where he cleaned it up. There's supposed to be something along those lines. God damn it, what's, Paul's wait, not wait, here. what's your question? Well, Paul was talking. Somebody about online it. did a, a theatrical release version yes, of yeah, their Yeah, it's own. the one I talked about. You That's talked the, about okay. The de- it's called the Despecialized Edition. Despecialized, and and, 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 and this this well, gr- I'll say group of people, but specifically this one individual has gone through to multiple sources outside of Lucasfilm, like. Um, for a while in the in the late seventies, early eighties. No, well, VHS is just one source. <laughs> the original VHS. There was sixteen millimeter sixteen millimeter prints that were distributed to a lot of college movie okay. theaters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those were those came directly from Lucasfilm, and um, I believe there were also some uh, some prints that were sent overseas that they were able to uh, so get a hold it. of. So, well, I'm just saying this guy has done this on his own, but he has spent hundreds of hours restoring it to the original theatrical cuts using various sources. So he's put a lot of time and effort into it now. So hand shoots first in it. Yes. It's, and, it's, and it is out there. It's available. I have. And I, legally you're supposed to have a, own yes. a copies of it. I own I own the, the original trilogy on DVD and Blu-ray. So I was able to download and watch the... These, yes, these FBI editions. and NSA. That is correct. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just being honest here. I he have, is being co- totally honest. He is covering his bases, being honest. I, we are I all honest watched, on the Ugly Couch Show. <laughs> I have watched them. They're not without their minor faults, but considering what this guy has done on his own and compositing all these various sources together, it's an amazing feat. So well, those labors of love usually are. It's uh, I know, and I mean it's it's a cleaned up. It's I like mean, the like the like the the the, the cool close encounters cut hmm. that one guy did. Where because I left. remember in the eight sometime in the eighties they did a um, uh, a re release into the theaters in in Wichita. Eighties going back. I, I I'm trying to think. I want to say it was post Jedi though. It was like after Return of the Jedi came out. It's yesterday or maybe slightly before. <laughs> um, one of the theaters in town did a uh, a uh, quote unquote episode four now uh, a new hope screening. Just okay. say original and Star Wars, goddamn it! <laughs> original Star Wars screening. Thank you. 
The non And you are not a teenager. And it was, Speak like a man. And it was good, but the, the print that we had was not in the greatest of shape. But right. it was still yeah, kind well, of Well, they usually are. I mean, they're... they're yeah. I, I, I remember up. when, like, you mentioned college, and I remember yeah. the, the student union having the college uh, oh, yeah. shows. And, we had that And those KU puppies well. it, 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 jumping around, and you got the streaks across the screen, and it was... Well, that's how I saw it. Was it was awesome. You spoiled, digitized brats. <laughs> you don't know. I, uh, that's cigarette how, cigarette you, burns in the corner. On a side note, uh, the, the student uh, theater... At KU was how I got to see Starship Troopers. It was like yeah. a, it was like a buck and a quarter, I think it was, and they had it. That's and it was, like supposed to be big on the college campus circuit, or it was for a time. Well, well, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah, it's it going to be ninety-seven. It was like a I popular. Say, it was like a popular. The, the college campuses, it, people would just flood to watch. But the the theater was actually pretty packed when I went and saw that. I mean, only see? only seated see? like forty people. <laughs> Maybe fifty. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a very, forty people. Wasn't it very big? Well, it but, was I mean, a twenty-seat house. <laughs> Let him finish his story. They, they were I mean, all in each other's laps. Although it was a college, so that was normal. There the student theater. Well, it it's a not a very army. So not a very big theater, but yeah, it was. It, <laughs> it, was, it was a sixteen millimeter print of Starship <laughs> Troopers, and it was. It was a fun time. People were laughing, having a good time with it. And going five sets <laughs> back to <laughs> this just in. People enjoyed Starship Troopers. Yes. <laughs> going five sets back to Stay still, Andy. Ah, going five sets back. Five sets back. Five sets. I watched the filming. See, that talk. was in 2012, <laughs> and uh, quit drinking while watching. While we're yeah. doing the program. <laughs> oh my God! He's, that's, that's the crud. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Todd's going to be like, all right, we can geek. I'm going to assume you were saying let's go five steps back. Is that what I was trying to say? Okay. All right, your five-step program. You young whippersnappers don't know the joy of watching a hare dance across the screen. (laughs) I do. I've seen it. Bugs Bunny cartoons. I love those. (laughs) We can geek. All right. The hair, the cigarette burns, the the film breaking in the middle of something. And that's the make-out session before the movie. My favorite. My favorite film break moment. Uh, about three years ago, there was a uh, screening of Rathacon here in town, and the film broke right before Spock goes into the uh, the dilithium chamber. Ah! <laughs> awesome. So I, I tweeted out to like all the uh, uh, the Star Trek heroes, like Larry Nemechek, Mike and Denise Okuda, and so I was like. Spock just went into the dilithium chamber and the film broke. What happened? What happened? And they're all like, I, I don't understand. So I told them the story. And then they're like, oh. What? Those people didn't get your joke, Jeff? About a theater they're not in? <laughs> they're like, who are you? Well, they knew who I was. They were just like, what? And then I told them the story. And they're like, oh, I get it. It's like you've never I seen the it. film I get it. Jeff's before. doing that thing again. <laughs> But Jeff, yeah. move on. It's over. <laughs> I enjoyed being at the Star Trek convention with you when that guy walked up and started comparing shirts with you. Oh, yeah. And when he found out you were actually a bartender there, it was like you were goddamn Madonna. Hey, Amen. It was impressive. Hey, Amen. You know, what do you think Jeff likes to go? That yeah. is celebrity. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, that happens every now and then. Like, people will walk up and, you know, notice the shirt and they're like, hey, where'd you get your embroidery done? And I'm like, well, this is, this is actual bar worn. So. And then, you know. My name just happens to be Jeff, so it works out. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's really cheap. great when he parlays it into blowjobs for drinks, on and the, then he's like, I don't work here. On the Boom. Shirt, <laughs> on the shirt. Yeah, but he has actually, to buy a lot of drinks. It's Jeef. <laughs> it's Jeef on the shirt there, Kirsten. <laughs> Commander K. 
Oh, that's right. Castran. Yeah, get it right, Jeef. Yeah. Castran always got it right. Why are you having trouble with it? Well, that's because I'm a human, and Castran was a superior Andorian. Oh, okay. Remember, Smurfs get laid. Kirsten doesn't. Dude, I'll, t- I'll take... <laughs> Boy, poor old girl Smurf. She was busy. Yeah. What? No, Kirsten had so much more game when he was in blue, paint, blue makeup. Ah. Yeah. I won't go so far as to call it hero worship, but I'll take whatever compliments I can get just from people that had a good time at the you're bar. St- you're still there mentally, we know. No, yeah. I mean, it's just like people come and say, had a great time at the bar, always enjoyed the drinks. Of course. That's, that's But I hope getting the concrete, you realize when the chick comes up who's coughing, you just <laughs> say oh, no. Lord. Just say no. Don't kiss him. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no boy. kissing. That's Andy's motto. <laughs> Be easier if you just suck I, my dick. Exactly. <laughs> kissing just makes it weird. There you go. I never caught something getting my dick sucked. Is it is it gonna be from now on? It's like it'd be healthier if you just suck my dick. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) For me. The line I meant to say was that's why I don't kiss him on the lips. That's that's from Firefly. We can geek. Disney film chief Alan Horn confirmed the rumor that Jurassic World director Colin. Uh, Trevorrow will be behind the camera for Star Wars Episode Nine, which is due out in 2019. Following that announcement made at Disney's D2 Expo on Saturday, Disney chairman Robert Iger made the day's second big announcement, an unprecedented expansion of both Disneyland in Anaheim, California, and Disney World in Orlando, Florida, for the creation of new 14-acre Star Wars-themed lands. Do you perhaps mean D23 Expo? I said D2, didn't I? Yeah, probably. Just checking. I I probably mean, if there did. was a new expo I, I, I wasn't I, I, aware I, of. Yes. It's and, the, and isn't it D thirty three? No, it's twenty three. It is D twenty three, but okay. uh, but D two takes place in a closet. Thirty three. Okay. <laughs> there's club thirty three and then there's That's where I'm D, getting mis- confused. D23. Yes. That's where I'm getting confused. Stop messing with your numbers. <laughs> I'll meet, I'll, I'll, when I own D, the club twenty five. Isn't it D sixty nine? The parks will transport guests you to never-before-seen planets, a remote trading post, including a cantina, and one of the last stops before unknown space, <gasps> and will and we'll be populated by Star Wars characters from all the films. Iger said in a statement released later, quote, We are creating a jaw-dropping new world that represents our largest single-themed land expansion ever. These new lands at Disneyland and Walt Disney World will transport guests to a whole new Star Wars planet, including an epic Star Wars adventure that puts you in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Unquote. Nice. In addition to the battle experience, the lands will feature another signature attraction that will put guests behind the controls of the Millennium Falcon on a customized secret mission. Which is kind of weird, because I don't think the Millennium Falcon really has controls. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever watched the movies? It just—it's got a they bunch got of buttons, buttons and levers, and yeah. bunch of switches, lights, and knobs. Yeah, don't, don't tell them the odds. Does it go through the part where they explain where they're taking out? Sorry, <laughs> what they're what they're taking out of the park? They're not. Oh no! It, Actually, there was an article like a month ago where people had noticed that Disney had bought up a bunch of property across the street from the uh, Anaheim uh, Disneyland, and I think. That's what this is. Nope. Take it out, Toontown. That's okay. Oh. It, I mean, Toontown the, the Town is 14 acres? No. Toontown's just a small now, portion. It's but, part of why they're taking out. But they did buy up a bunch of land, and then uh, there were also speculation that they were going to take out one of the 
older like parking areas since they've built like more parking garages and, and how so about forth. they just rip up autopia already yeah talk about a ride that is insanely popular there's always a, a line for it there's always a line for it because it's slow loading that's it's true slow too. loading and half the time half, more than half the cars are not functioning but that's at least from what i was told when i was there i looked at it and i'm like there's like three cars going around the track and there's a huge line of people and that would fit in with the whole Millennium Falcon thing hardly ever working. You could have a voiceover of Leia <laughs> going, should I get out and push? And then like one of you actually has to get out and push there the Millennium go. Falcon. That was an Aluminum is. Falcon. They're just going to take the Autopia cars and just give them a, a skin. There you go. Yeah. So you'll be right a little... <laughs> little mosaic uh, canopy and you're done. Yeah, there you go. And right. on to other upcoming attractions. Ooh. Disney also unveiled the 11-acre Toy Story Land. At Hollywood Studios, which will see visitors shrunk down to toy size to hang out in Andy's backyard. Yay! <laughs> and that's not code for anything. I don't have a backyard. <laughs> I live in an apartment. Okay, it is code for something. <laughs> <laughs> Things to do in Andy's backyard include... <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to stop being funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toys in Andy's backyard. <laughs> Includes a toy-filled slinky dog roller coaster ride. Around, oh, yeah. Around the attraction. That's right. <laughs> hey, kids, enjoy my backyard. Meanwhile, you moms, come on over here. Because it'd be easier. <laughs> you can enjoy my front yard while they're enjoying my backyard. And a spin in an alien flying saucer. <laughs> yes. yes. While the claw hovers above you. <laughs> yeah, that's what Andy calls it. The claw. Ooh, the claw. <laughs> Sits there with two little levers. A little to the left, a little to the right. Up, down, up. There we go. <laughs> Here's your prize. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the backyard. <laughs> Slinky dog. Oh. <laughs> wow, we can do this without Paul. That's pretty. Uh, this, should, this episode should be titled, Who Needs Paul? <laughs> oh, wow. The announced Avatar expansion takes us to Disney's Animal Kingdom in Florida, where the planet Pandora will be recreated, including the floating mountains, the bioluminescent forest, and the winged banshees. The park will transform at night, offering attractions such as Rivers of Light Experience, which combines live music, floating lanterns, water screens, and animal in imagery on Discovery River, planned for sp spring 2016 opening, and also extended version of the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Guests will also have the chance to jump on the back of a banshee and fly over an alien world in the ride Avatar Flight of Passage. And lastly, the new Iron Man experience has been announced for Hong Kong Disneyland, the first Marvel attraction at a Disney park. Guests will begin the adventure at the New Stark Expo where they will board an Iron, Iron Wing and take flight over Hong Kong and battle Hydra along with Iron Man. There was also confirmation of the Tron Light Cycle Roller Coaster for Shanghai, which is billed as one of Disney's fastest rides ever. Wow. Fun. That's you a know, lot of stuff. The Iron yeah. Man thing is, um, they really missed the boat on that. All they have to do is make a suit you sit inside yeah. and then run a screen and move the suit around Yeah, I know. Bit. You just be total. I was just thinking that total form-fitting suit. They seal you in it. 
screen running in front Dude, of your face. Nothing gross about that at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to mention the liability issues of people that, you know, are, have claustrophobia, you know, freaking out on there it. There would be yeah. the standard disclaimer. You disclaimers. You have to be this high and not claustrophobic. You have to be this sane. <laughs> Although, uh, if you think Autopia has like? a long line to <laughs> board those trams. Yeah. Somebody puts a paper bag over your head. Does this bother you? No? Yeah. Okay, you can go. Yeah. You can ride that for free in Annie's backyard. <laughs> What's really cool is like the amount of, not just the, the amount of things they're planning to do, but like in, in Anaheim, they've not really done a park expansion at all. They never had room to expand. I mean, even California Adventure wasn't really considered an expansion. It was because it was a second park. Right. right. But they haven't expanded Disneyland proper in... Was it like forty years? Sure, something like that. The mouse has got revitalized, and, and I mean, Florida, no. they have all this acreage that they, you know, own still right. that they can expand into at any given time. Well, right? it's but, yeah. my understanding that California was supposed to get Disney Sea. Now, if you don't know what Disney Sea is, that is the park they opened up in Japan. That was its own thing yeah. on the coast. They have their own ride specific to that, and they look pretty amazing. You can go through ride-throughs and watch on YouTube. Uh, but that was supposed to be in California. For Disney to open up California Adventure, they had to give California a lot of stuff. They had to expand the highways. Uh, that, and, that's just a, and that alone costs so much that when they went to the planning commission to say, hey, we want to also open up this new park on the coastline, they said, great. Now, remember all that stuff you did for California Adventure? Now do all this stuff for the city. Mm. And Disney said, you're kidding. And where would no. They, where then would they went put, to Japan. Where would they put it on the coastline? I don't know where they planned to put there it. There was an old water park. like There was like a SeaWorld kind of thing up by north of Long Beach a little bit. I think okay. like east of Long Beach. It was gone. Um, I guess I could have put it there. Man, that, there was no easy road to that. But Disney Sea is such an interesting park that yeah I yeah my really my friends that I was at the Tiki thing with are huge Disney fans too and they you know Disney pass owners and they go to all the uh, they're they're members of Club Thirty Three you know, nice and they've been to the Dep- Japan one and loved it exciting yeah now Universal still owns the Marvel license for amusement parks but only on the East Coast really so apparently we should should be seeing Marvel stuff on the West Coast parks before long i did go to the universal marvel park over there and it's pretty cool the islands World, of adventure I, that's it yeah i've okay. never been i'm so excited well islands of adventure is is like you, you walk in a giant ring basically and as you keep walking through one section to another and then the marvel like, one's pretty early on uh the um harry potter one's on like the back side of that mm-hmm. uh i think the jurassic park one's slimmed down almost nothing now Kind of well, it kind of lost its luster up until recently. Right, I wonder right. if they're going to do some more expansion because of Jurassic World. You'd hope. Who knows? Weaponized raptors. Last time I was at Universal, they had drained the drained the, uh, Main the river of the <laughs> and Andy's of the Jurassic Park experience, <laughs> and they it said that they were going to be tearing out, or one of the attendants said they were going to be tearing out the ride portion. So I don't that that was two years ago. This Actually, is Universal Studios on the West Coast? Yeah. Yeah, in Hollywood. Hmm. I was and there about two years ago and wrote it. Okay. Mm. Everything wasn't working, but you know, wrote the, it. The um, funny thing about my backyard is actually 
you could sort of claim that the wash is sort of my backyard. So there's like a wash that the homeless people live in behind me. So Lucky. that's Andy's backyard. Wow. Makes the story even yeah. worse. <laughs> Come on, kids, play in the play, all the, play all the listeners right. are like, what's Ki- a what's a wash? What is he talking about? Kids, play with the homeless people in Andy's backyard. <laughs> a wash is wash what them. we call where the water flows when there's water when you only have four inches of rain here, <laughs> and it all comes at once. Street runoff. Yes. That's what it is. It's like the the have worst, a bath, kids. It's like the worst street runoff you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's a virtual river. It's a pretend river. It's a until virtual it rains, sewer, is what it is. And then it's a deluge. <laughs> Furious Seven and Aquaman Helmer James Wan has been tapped to produce the upcoming Mortal Kombat reboot, currently underway at Warner Brothers' New Line and Broken Road. Wan is highly sought director with recent movies such as The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, The Enfield Poltergeist, Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2, and more. Wan is being brought on board by Warner Brothers as they think that, quote, with his dark sensibility, ability to orchestrate action and scares, and a wildly successful financial track record, Wan seems to be the perfect fit for what the studio is described as a departure from the mythology with a darker, brutally real martial arts, unquote. Interesting. Huh. Screenplay is being penned by Mortal Kombat Legacy, that's the web series anthology, writer Oren Erzel and the Expendables writer David Callum. Storyline centers on a pretty harmless guy who one day realizes his potential when he finds himself in a cross-dimensional battle between Earth's warriors and the monsters of Outworld. Soon, he must win the martial arts tournament known as Mortal Kombat. Mm. I always love those underdog stories. You have five months to master master this art and go win the tournament. Montage from zero to hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did uh, must must one of you guys have posted? Somebody posted on Facebook uh, a Mortal Kombat video that was the finish him thing, and he's saying, "No, no, I'm not going to finish him." He walks away, and he's just doing that wobble thing. And then there's this long animation where he goes to the doctor, and his wife is worried about him, and she eventually leaves him. And then eventually I haven't seen this. Oh, and the guy hangs you know, eventually hangs himself like two years later, and the other guy's sitting there like eating chips and he's like, Yo, fatality, you win. He's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of Mortal Kombat, got uh Mortal Kombat Annihilation was just on the other morning. No, oh, I'm sorry. Good lord, that's a horrible movie. You I mean, so I, I, the other I'd one's seen not it. great. You no, were so sick. You neither of them are. Own. Neither of them are are Oscar winners by far. Right. What? But the first one was, I will say, better than a cohesive than the second story one. Somewhat. It's it's somewhat. yeah. That second one is just it's so disjointed and it's like every second character one doesn't have that soundtrack. The second one, it's like they shoehorned in all these characters from the game. Just oh, it's like there's like no reason for this character to be in this scene, and all of a sudden it's like there well, were toys to sell. Like the the slow motion, uh, you know, backflip into the scene. You're like, who is this? What have you done to yourself? Well, I've got bionic arms now. Oh, I got a God. feeling this new one's going to be a lot of shoehorning of characters into scenes. Well, yeah, because there's there's been a lot more characters released since '98. I mean, I haven't played the story yet on the newest Mortal Kombat that came out, but the one before that, that story was a lot of fun. But it's bonkers. <laughs> Oh yeah, the whole thing is just bonkers. Well, yeah, so, you got the Soulnado from the the one before that. If I think no, so the dark Paul sensibilities, I get that, but the departure from the mythology, I think if you don't go crazy with it, like to a really nuts level of like enjoying it to almost almost say to a camp level, I don't know if it can work. All this a new Soul Calibur movie. 
Does do you think that there's a following enough for the Soul Caliber films for those characters? You could sell swords. You could sell. Okay, they have ridiculous swords, but you can get that anyway. You can find that on Etsy. You'd have a reason to sell swords. That's all there is. I've, big been, adver- to, I've, I've been to cons that reason to sell swords. Yeah. Like I remember Killer Instinct being really popular when it came out too, but they never, you know, made a movie out of it. Well, I don't think it was big enough for movies. And there's really no Killer Instinct doesn't attempt to tell a story. It, they're, no. They're, but somehow in Mortal Kombat, they well, it did. Doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. All right, I was trying to get away from my go-to, but really, no Joust movie. Come on. <laughs> There's a rich mythology in the Joust series. You were really trying really? to get away from that? Well, in my head there is. Pitch, pitch me your movie. Oh, no, I got it. No, no, I'm not going to do it here. Not in where they, everyone can hear it. Not no. with the earshot? Yeah, co- no. We can, co- we can claim copyright as first. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, if it's recorded. Yeah, I don't have the money for the lawyers. Come on. <laughs> You know, once it's published, it's the same as a copyright. That's exactly it. I'm just this is publishing there's, right there's here. There's a plucky ostrich rider. I'll tell you that much. Um, Chris Pratt, I assume? Plucky? Well, of course Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. So you basically take the raptors out of Jurassic World ostriches. And you turn them into giant ostriches. All right. You already it's got the pterodactyl, so. They yeah. can, that can yeah. fly. <laughs> You're making fapping noises. That's the noise of that <laughs> birds making that game, damn it. Yeah, that noise. <laughs> Bill Murray, who played Dr. Peter Venkman in uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, will appear in director Paul Feig's upcoming installment of the franchise. That is the vote right there. That, that says that the movie does not suck. The Hollywood Reporter confirmed Murray has long been resistant to be in the third Ghostbusters. He told David Letterman earlier this year that his hesitancy stems from Ghostbusters 2 not having been well-received as the first one. Feig's Films hits the theaters in, well, next year, July 22nd. I'll be there. I, so now, now so got Aykroyd. I, I already knew it was looking good, and mm. now that Murray's in it, I know it is good. Aykroyd and Murray, I'm sure it's, it's a very small role. Yeah, they said cameos in yeah. one of the articles I read, so I'm, I can't imagine it being a very Yeah, they're not going to take away role. the star power no. of the, the Lady Ghostbusters. does no. not matter. If, it, if it wouldn't, He wouldn't even do a cameo if a thing sucked. That says a lot, too. Yeah. Well, you I know, think I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this film. So am I. I, I, I can't stand the... The ridiculous hate that's going around on the internet. Oh, sure, you'll hate Fantastic Four, but you can't stand this hate. Fine. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> it's it's the type of hate that it wasn't being the hate that led aimed. to Blacktastic Four. <laughs> it's one thing. Yeah, it's one thing to hate a film after you've seen it, and and have you know that be the merit for your or the the basis for your dislike of the film. It's another thing to completely hate a film that hasn't even been released because of how they cast it. That's what I have a problem with. That's just a nice way of saying uh, they don't like Ghostbusters because ladies are in it. Well, that's essentially (laughs) that's what it's come down to. Yeah, that's what the hate is. And I'm just, that's the, the type of hate that is being launched at this film is really ridiculous. Of course. You have... You have four very talented young ladies that are working hard and by all accounts working very hard and very long hours on this film. You'd expect that with a Ghostbusters movie. Sure. Exactly. And, you know, they're getting paid. They're getting paid. Sure. The only, the only thing I would do but to I defend mean, the haters is that it is a really beloved franchise. It's a beloved franchise but with see, very it's, it's, specifically established characters. I get that. And would there be haters on it 
with any recasting male or female. Yes, absolutely. Certainly. This yeah. is just going but, to an extreme that it does not deserve. Well, this multiplies because you've got the haters because it's beloved. And then there is there is a run of misogyny in fandom that you have to yes, watch out for. Oh, a, a huge <laughs> amount of misogyny <laughs> yeah, on this one. Thanks, embarrassing. It, it really is. No, no, this movie is about ethics and journalism. I mean, you know, mm. it's... <laughs> I don't know. I just... As a guy, I hate to see other guys lambasting a film just because... You have a female cast. Yeah, and you're one just, of the good ones. You know. So I, I'm, he is. I'm, I'm he more, is, ladies. I am more proud. <laughs> Listen to I'm Jeff. more proud when, when I've seen other guys stand up for us and say, look, this film is going to be good. These are talented women. They deserve a chance. Not necessarily. You know? It could be another Fantastic Four, but mm. I just could like... Could be a the, Ghostbusters just like Ghost, just, They're not making this movie because somebody's going to lose the option if they don't make it. They're right. making this because somebody because has a vision for this movie. Yes, exactly. And it is a director that has proven himself time and time again with comedies. Right, right. So I've pretty much gotten over the whole stunt casting thing where it flip this, change that, let's do that. And, but do you think do you think it's it, it was a stunt or did you think it did because he had an idea that he wanted to follow through with? You know what? And, There's so much involved, Jeff, in in the process of getting a movie greenlit right. that I almost will say it's irrelevant. He could have had a vision, right. but the studio execs who did the green light could very well have been like, eh, women instead. Okay. You know? I mean, that's how I tend to view this stuff now. And, uh, and a lot of it, it is not. Uh, to go back to, like, Fantastic Four, Trank worked with Michael B. Jordan in Chronicle. I'm willing to bet that he really I, – I, I'm not even entirely sure he was like, ooh, let's, let's, let's be cool – and we'll make Johnny black. You know, let's be diverse. Or, I'm willing to bet that he just totally dug Michael B. and really wanted him in that role. And B. was just like, dude, if you're going to do this, I got to be it. You know, I can totally see that. Sure. The, for me, the thing is that these things are now rotating so goddamn fast. It's like Spider-Man. Do do whatever the fuck because you know what? Five seven years, we're gonna get something else. Yeah, and it's gonna be another cast, and well, it's I, gonna be something else. And I, I sure. just, I'm just not, I'm just not getting concerned anymore. And the other thing that's reassuring on this is, like you said, mm-hmm. these are talented comedians. Right, that's where I was gonna go. I've yeah, been well, a, and I've, look at it, the Hollywood's track record of not putting a strong female lead into films, let alone you've got four. Well, in right. this film, that's the big thing about. Ghostbusters, we have got to pay money to see this fucker in the theaters in the first week because Hollywood goes where the money is. You can talk patriarchy, you can talk misogyny, you can talk whatever the fuck you want. Hollywood goes where the money is. If this movie does well, if it rakes in the cash, it will be a big boon for female casting, female protagonists, female leads. Because sure. Hollywood goes where the money is. And female comedies have been doing very well in the last Absolutely. Right. We're counting on you, Shock Monkeys. When this comes out, flood the <laughs> uh, places. I was reading All a few three weeks. of you, it's going to be so important. I was just reading a few weeks ago uh, the, uh, the Comic-Con issue of Entertainment Weekly, and they were getting to um, uh, the little interview with uh, the young lady that's going to play uh, Wonder Woman in the next film, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Gal- Linda Carter. Gal Gadot. That's thank you. Gal Gadot. <laughs> Colby Galloway. Uh, she, when, she, when she dons the outfit she don? Who's for, that? The, for the, she for, She's for the, the standalone... For the standalone, oh, sorry, the he's 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 struggling, <laughs> folks. He's pushing on. He's like, "Fuck you two! I'm going to tell this story." 
when you guys she are doing puts, a great job of playing Paul. When she, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it takes two of us. Maybe three. <laughs> when she stars in that film, that will be the the first and only superhero film starring a female comic book character. Yeah. To hit the screen. Yeah, as and, a solo. and she, she has actually commented. Um, I think she said in an interview that some, somebody was like, I don't know how popular she is in Israel, but, and then started talking about, and she, they said Wonder Woman, and she was just like, whoa. Because she's aware. Yeah. She's aware of the way to this. But, you know, there is a movement. Um, it was trending I mean, yeah. all over my Facebook feed. Uh, Ronda Rousey oh, yeah. is actually yeah. campaigning hard for Captain Marvel. I thought Carol that Danvers. I think it's a great I idea. I thought that had already been cast. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It, but if it has been cast, it hasn't been announced. Okay. I doubt it has. It's not right. Well, she far be, enough in development. She couldn't be. She couldn't be campaigning for it if it had been cast. But I mean, you know, we haven't had a Black Widow film. We haven't had. Uh, we haven't had any of the Marvel right, and that's or DC. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, right. If there's someone, yeah, who can a, headline a motherfucker, Scarlett, you know, Angelina remember, right, Jolie Lucy did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Lucy did really well. And, and was, you know, and it's, you know... This is kind of the Black Widow a, movie right it's there. A, it's a fun yeah, film. That, that's it's not the strongest the script in the world, you know, with the science and everything, but it's a good, fun Lucy, film. Lucy, yeah. And she nails that character all the way through. She's great. She carries that film herself. Yeah, she does. She does. Everyone else is a supporting character. So she's clearly capable of doing a standalone film. And the character itself... Uh, you know, Black Widow is an intriguing enough character that I think people would go see a standalone Black Widow film. Yeah. Do we even have one in development? Absolutely no. not. They've got no. all the the lineup set up through yeah, what? Ant-Man can be a success. Something yeah, yeah, that yeah. small <clears throat> and bizarre. Yeah. And, I mean, now, there's, and there's already a fan following you need, for you need people, Widow. Yeah, exactly. That's bigger than Ant-Man by a long shot. And Ant-Man actually... Well, sorry. No, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. So I guess what we've, we, what we've collectively said is that she's something a, bug you. She's a strong <laughs> enough. She's a strong enough actress that she can carry the film on her own and not need, you know, a team up kind of setup like Avengers right. and so forth. So, so you guys, why not the- do it, Marvel? I mean. Everybody keeps say, you know saying on this show how DC is you know falling behind Marvel in this and that. Well. I, this is they, one area where DC well, is we'll see. leapfrog and Marvel. Test. It's the test. The, sure. That you have to live up to the responsibility. That Wonder Woman movie has... It's it's the same old sure. cliche about beating sexism. The, the woman who breaks it has got to be so much better than the men that she that are her peers. Fortunately, so, it's not that difficult. The, the Wonder Woman movie has to be so much better than just the standard superhero movies. But if they do that and they rake in the bucks, it will open things up. Because sure. Hollywood now, does go where the money is. Is that slated to come out before the Captain Marvel movie? Because that's yes. oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, okay. Yeah, that so is. back in the seventies, back when we had TV, we had Electra Woman and Dinah Girl, and we had ISIS, and they were every bit as strong as Shazam. <laughs> and you had Wonder Woman for God's sake. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, we did have Wonder, and Wonder Girl. Wait, did you just say Shazam? <laughs> yeah, it was. You did the, the other Captain Marvel. <laughs> that's right. It was Shazam. It was Shazam on it TV. It was Shazam on TV. Well, I know, but I mean, never mind. Yes, okay. the other Captain Marvel. The, yes. the, oh, all right. The, the, but, uh, yeah, the other white mate. The, and the there DC are pl- Captain Marvel versus plenty, the Marvel Captain Marvel. There are plenty of cool 
female characters, and they're pushing that in Marvel. You got A-Force coming out, which is the all-chick mm-hmm. Avengers team. There's already an all-woman X-Men uh, that's been running, actually. And let's face it, Suicide Squad, the, the focus is really on Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is, look, and Harley Quinn herself, that's, that's a character that was created for the animated series. Right. And it was so fucking breakout. Now, see, right. I looked just that amazing. up, and they said that she had a comic appearance that was prior to. I nope. don't think so. That is That's not true. Right. That's Stamp him to death, Je- uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Guy next to Fact me. Fat checked Andy. Fat chick Andy. <laughs> Backyard, you know, Andy. Backyard Andy. <laughs> Backyard Andy. Backyard Andy. The so, claw. But no, that, that was came out in the. She came out in the animated series, and yeah. DC loved it so much that they put her in the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The only okay. time, that, or at least the that, first time that that's happened. That's a super breakout, and it's a great character. You know, I. You know what? They get the right script, the right director and actress. I would. There, it'd be cool to get a Storm movie. Yeah, love Storm, Storm would be Storm would be awesome. You know, especially knowing that there is a Black Panther movie. Yeah, in yeah, there. yeah. So, hmm. You know what? Yeah. I Fox just, owns I, one. We were speaking of DC's Captain Marvel there a second ago. I, it, I just recently discovered, I think it was watching Comic Book, book Men, actually, that the reason why he's called Captain Marvel in the DC universe is oh, that yeah, it, was, yeah. it was an independent comic that DC purchased. Right, right. No. The I, had, I didn't know that. It was a, I, was it, like, it was I always a, wondered about that. It was that. a lawsuit. Fawcett. The, ca- the Fawcett, the Captain Marvel comics were eclipsing Superman. Captain Marvel Jr., at one point, was the most popular superhero comic. Now, Fawcett began to founder and stuff, but DC and Fawcett actually got into a big fight, plenty of lawsuits. It eventually, if I remember right, Andy, Fawcett capitulated just because they couldn't continue the lawsuits anymore. Am I right? I don't think so. I think they actually lost the lawsuit and they, they, that, that uh, Captain Marvel uh, Well, then, then like they Superman. sold. They capitulated and the... Uh, DC did buy it and folded that well, into. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a gap there because they DC basically crushed Fawcett because because Captain Marvel was too much like Superman, and then nothing happened with the characters for a while, and then Marvel realized, you know, the name Captain Marvel's still out there, and our comic our comic is named Marvel, yeah. so they created Captain Marvel, um, and what four or five different Captain Marvels eventually. Um, but after they'd already created Captain Marvel, then the the uh, rights to the Fawcett stuff came up for sale and DC bought it. Yeah. But they couldn't use the name Captain Marvel because that had been copyrighted at this point by Marvel. And that's why you end up with Shazam. Trademarked. Sure. Shazam on the covers, Captain Marvel inside. Although now in the current continuity, I think he is now just Shazam. And if you really want to fuck up with it, there's Miracle Man, which was a British company. Marvel Man. Marvel Man, you're right, excuse me. Marvel Man, which was a British company that was basically straight out ripping off Captain Marvel. And huh. uh, was it Neil Gaiman or was it uh, Alan Moore? There are Alan books Moore. out there written about comic book rights of yeah, yeah, of yeah. wars right. <laughs> unsuing of but no, I mean, what. They're fascinating, too. Yeah. They are. But that, that's that's the big one. Those those two characters are jumping over and stuff. And, all the, they, and all the trademarks and the issues like that. I, I know that the Marvel DC compromise for a while was a cover thing, like Andy right. said. Um, but... Some of the the seedy, underhanded dealings, too, with some of those. It's funny. It's amazing. It's funny, and it's it's crazy. People people jumping from one company to the another and taking images and stuff with them. And a lot of that's also owners not having rights to their creations. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So the, 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 the moral of the story, kids, is go watch the female superhero movies. So there was a great yeah. comic strip um, I saw online. It was uh, Loki and Thor talking, and Loki's going, 
aren't you uh, freaked out a little by, you know, this this woman wielding your hammer? And Thor goes, Mjolnir and I have an understanding. We're allowed, you know, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to wield other hammers. <laughs> we're we're, poly, we're polyhammerous. Polyhammerous. <laughs> well, at least he didn't bring up the part. At least I didn't become a horse, fuck someone, and give birth to Sleipnir, Loki. That's, Whoa. <laughs> that's actually Correct Loki me if I'm in wrong. mythology. Didn't, it didn't, it, it, some of the run of... Uh, the Thor comics didn't Loki appear as a yeah. female? Still in, is in some. Still, okay, still, okay. So I'm not crazy. So the, yep. I know that because you in you, Secret Wars he shows he's uh, in uh, the uh, the all female uh, Ar- Arcadia as a female Loki. Okay, because I, I I know you brought to the the Thor um, comic to the sh- to the show where Thor girl Thor is yeah, a, the female, a female Thor, yeah. Which is which is still turning out to be a strong comment. Yeah, and it's been uh, I'll put really in another well. I'll put in another thing for Secret Wars. Buy that. It's uh, it's fun. It's good. You guys were talking about DC Elsewhere's and Marvel's What If last week, and Andy had pointed out that the What Ifs were more kind of just ha ha or jokey one offs, and DC Elseworlds were really kind of in depth. And right now, Secret Wars Marvel is going very in depth with its Elseworlds. Some of it is pretty serious. One of my favorites, Old Man Logan. I love that series, that, that limited series that came out years ago, and they're doing it great right now. And apparently, Old Man Logan will be in the, the post-Secret Wars Marvel Universe. Oh, wow. Uh, that's how Logan comes back. It will be the Old Man Logan. Um, <clears throat> but then again, you also have X-Men 92, which is done totally oh, wow. and completely in the 1990s X style. Over the top, super oh, muscles, lots oh, of pouches. Yes, and the whole overblown uh, storytelling and dialogue. And you can get a lot of information from it from Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men and review the X-Men, their video logs, where they talk about, uh, they talk about what's going on week to week. With Let me pick up those names movie. you just dropped there. Yep. Jeff, Jeff has this issue of bringing up Rachel and Miles for some reason. I don't why? know why. You don't like it. It's not the. It's just they we are do awesome. it so often. They are awesome. They are great. It's, it's like beating a horse to death at this point. No, oh, you don't really. like beat an awesome often. horse to death. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to reference Movie Bob for the rest of my life. Oh, there you <laughs> go, so, Jeff. Shazam. So boom. Oh, my God, I got nothing against them. I'm just. It's. We. <laughs> We I will bring it up so every week because they are awesome. And they people really need are. to be reminded. What That's did I miss? Right. Can we start back over? No. Yeah. Damn it. Andy's backyard. Woohoo. During Fox's presentation at the Television Critics Association Summer Press Tour, Fox co-chairman Dana Walden revealed that the network is definitely pursuing a live-action X-Men TV series, but noted that they have to negotiate with Marvel for the project since Fox's <laughs> claim to the X-Men is based on feature films not television. Quote, we are in negotiations with Marvel, Walden said. We're hopeful that we'll be able to announce something soon, and it's something we're definitely pursuing, unquote. Walden also noted that even though a deal with Marvel is necessary to make the project happen, that doesn't mean the show would include TV characters from other Marvel shows. Alas, Walden did not address how, if at all, the series would tie into the existing X-Men movie continuity, although the network wants the show to be long-running, and not some kind of miniseries. I mean, I would love to see a decent comic book series on TV because the same reason I like seeing the Star Trek series over the movies. Yeah, take that, Arrow. No, because... (laughs) For the same reason I like seeing the Star Trek series over the movie, um, because you can tell smaller stories. I mean, they're not going to do the kid who collected Spider-Man in a movie, but you could do that in a TV series. Sure. 
Um, the Flash, I really enjoy the Flash. Arrow, still going strong. I mean, here's where I wonder if DC if DC's kind of shooting themselves in the foot with that because Arrow has a significant following. Yep. Yes. Flash has a significant following. Yeah. Now they're expanding it to these other shows. DC has their TV universe. Right. Now, when the movies come out, yeah, and it's they've, be they've cast a separate Flash because it's a whole separate world right. on the movies. Right. Yeah, it's a mistake. It's. I really wonder if it is. Because you already have an established fan base for this version of the character. Mm-hmm. Now here's another version of the character happening concurrently. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, I can't figure out that one that's it is confusing because i mean even the the marvel tv shows are part of the marvel cinematic exactly. universe agents and, of shield that, and, and, and daredevil and, and, hate, and then the i upcoming. hate the word synergy but that's what it is unless it's, they get clever with it and do crisis of two earths then maybe but i don't see him be do, taking that risk sure that's yeah, a, no. yeah i don't either so marvel does a good thing that in that if you're watching one thing, it feeds something you've already seen and what you will see in the future. The TV shows are optional, but they fit together in and you a don't, cohesive yeah. universe. And you don't have to see them all. I didn't watch the second season of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, until after I'd watched uh, Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed Avengers 2 fine without seeing the sub-building to it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, and now I kind of want to watch Avengers 2 and that I've seen the S.H.I.E.L.D. too. If you're following it, it does lead into the film. You can see the film and not have to worry about it because my... Yeah. My sister, my youngest sister, which is, this is awesome. My nephew uh-huh. is eight. He has been fascinated. His, his dad took him to see Avengers Age of Ultron. So since he's been back, he's been asking my sister all about, you know, all the different Avengers. And of course, her knowledge base is somewhat limited because, you know, she was aware of it while I was growing up and my, my love of comics and so forth. But she never really got into it. Um, as a young girl, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, because most young be, girls didn't. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, maybe it's that whole peer thing where it wasn't, you know, cool at the time. I'm sure that's but, what it was. But she has, you know, asked me several questions about it and how she could get into it and and ah. and, and and present it to my nephew. So through the list of things that I sent her with about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she has gone through from Iron Man all the way up through Age of Ultron. Wow. With my nephew. Nice. And she's loving it. He's loving it. Um, I even threw in the, you know, uh, I, I told her probably skip Daredevil just because it's Ooh. a little too extreme for an eight-year-old, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I said Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is probably more than acceptable, especially since all of the other films are PG-13. Sure. Especially when you're having a hard time getting to go to sleep, absolutely. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. all, all the, the Marvel films are like PG-13, but he's handled them well. You know, maybe it's just the cartoon violence or whatever, but he's he's absolutely had a, a, a great time with it, and she said that she's loving, you know, learning about the things that I had... Uh, oh, so you're bonding and a little. In, well, no, I mean, my sister, my youngest sister, and I have always been. Of close, course, but there's more, but, more connection. No, but it's just it's no. that oh. whole proud uncle moment <laughs> that that my nephew is now, you know, getting into this kind of stuff. I think it's cool and, that your sister. Oh, so the it. woman doesn't no, 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 matter, huh? No. Misogynist. Okay, yeah. I was getting to that part. <laughs> God damn it. I thought you already got to it. I kind of heard it about five minutes ago, yeah. Ow. I was saying the the proud uncle and then also the proud brother that is now getting to see that my sister is enjoying Oh, wow, Todd. We just waited three seconds. That's what I needed. Yeah, you could have. 
<laughs> but you didn't. It's okay. I'm used to it. I'm used to it on this show. You know, not either getting to finish or you know. You know, Paul is like a drink, that. folks. Huh? Paul is like that. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> but you guys are like that too. We like to talk over me, so it's fine. I'm used to it. I love you, Paul. That's what I love now. Geekdom is universal. It's yeah. no longer frowned upon if you're a girl and read a comic book. But it wasn't when I was going to high school. You put up a, a comic book in front of a girl in my high school. It was yeah, yeah it was like cooties. Hey, yeah. talk about birth control. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Tiki convention, about 50-50. There you go. Yeah. And uh, actually, um, friends of my friends that I met, they're my friends now. I really like them a lot. Uh, Joe and Travis. Jill was a uh, um, um, Dave Stevens model. What's a Dave Stevens? Oh. Dave Stevens did Rocketeer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was not the ro- she was she was not his model when he was doing Rocketeer. She well, was I don't after, care then. She was after that. Oh, but, okay. But yeah. <laughs> wow. Even, well, shoot. Even the Star Trek con this year, there were a lot of young women there oh, that yeah. were original series fans. Yep. Like, like not even you know. Inter, you know the 2009 movie or Enterprise. I mean, I'm talking original series. They're in original series costumes. They're up asking the original series actors questions. They're loving the series. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on, but you get. I mean, it's it's amazing that people are discovering this and that you know it they they weren't shunned. Hey, you know, here they are you. in their you know, and, and not even going as far as like saying they were wearing the you know well, the original series skirts. Yeah, it's not. But they were wearing like the the original series uniform pants and all. I sure. mean, they yeah, yeah. they were digging it. They that were having fun with it. Not only has it gone mainstream, but it's also become available. All right. Whereas when we were growing up, there's no internet, yeah. and when they were releasing original series episodes for the home market, they were costing what sixty bucks for two episodes at a time. Yeah. Or, so, yeah, or you yeah. could watch them on black and white 12 inch TV. There you go. Uh, I wait, think wait for in the it afternoon. to show up if it was in your area. So okay. um, I think the part that I like the most is that is is observing that joy, that that sheer ah, yeah. excitement about something that they just discovered. You know that they're so enthusiastic right. about it because they to them to them it's brand new. See, I think right. you'd have that same experience if once you get into My Little Pony. Yes, you would. There it is. Uh, I think you get that <laughs> exuberance of life, this rediscovery of who you are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that to Andy. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Andy's true. thing. That but is, I, yeah, didn't, was, I didn't say there's Q on the stage. I said there's Discord. Yep. Lionsgate so anyway. and Hasbro have teamed up to develop an animated big screen adaptation of My Little Pony. The <laughs> really film will segue. be ah, you like that. Nice the segue. film will be written by Megan McCarthy, who is the writer and producer of the series My Little Pony. Yes, Friendship she is. is magic. It will be directed by Jason Thaisen. This will be Hasbro's first animated feature film. They've cast Tony and Emmy Award-winning actress Kristen Chenoweth to voice a new character in the film. Oh, excellent. She will be joined by series regulars Tara Strong, Kathy uh, Wiseluck, Andrea Libman, Tabitha St. Germain, and Ashley Ball. In the movie, a dark force threatens Ponyville. And the main six, M-A-N-E. Yes, main six. Twilight Sparkle, Applejack, Rainbow Dash, Pinkie Pie, Fluttershy, and Rarity. You didn't quiz me. I should have. I could have had those. I should have. Embark on an unforgettable journey beyond Equestria where they meet new friends. Wait, wait, wait. Is Spike not in it? I don't know. Damn it. And exciting challenges on a quest to use the magic of friendship and to save their home. So there it is. 
Bronies, My Little Pony, the movie. Did you say you knew it was coming? Yeah. Hasbro's first animated because they did they did do that abortion the uh, the where they were abortion the animated <laughs> I film. I did, I did. Wow, I got to so, see this this My man. Little Pony show. No, they've they've they're done tackling a, some they've issues. Done a couple, yeah, they've done a couple Cutting straight edge. to video things where they're where they're ponies as humans and they're awful. So is Hasbro ignoring Transformers the movie and then GI Joe the movie? I think. It, it almost sounds like it's Hasbro, like its own studios, thing. like Marvel Studios. That's what it sounds like. Okay, yeah. okay. could be. That makes the most. As sense. opposed to licensed, what? Because I mean, yeah, I guess technically Transformers the movie was a co-production between uh, Marvel and Hasbro, and is it Sunbow Productions? I think that I is had to correct. That Jeff. one up. Nailed it. What did you nail? Nice. Write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com, and I don't want any answers about Andy's backyard. Damn it. <laughs> Send them to me, babies. Send them to me. <laughs> so next week, uh, barring any odd, unforeseeable things happening, episode 300. Woohoo! Paul uh, be back, rested. Episode 300 excited. official. Official. <laughs> we got a, we got a few things planned. Some surprises that were sent by by you, the fans. You're, oh, you're awesome. Barry's yeah. not going to come out of the closet again, is he? Uh, he should have done that years ago. <laughs> yeah, really. It would save him a lot in frustration. Uh, and would save Deb a lot of tears. Yeah. yeah. Well, Deb has to have something to pull pull on while she's. <laughs> Are you suggesting that Barry's into pegging? I'm not. Anything. <laughs> wow. Merely friendship. Although is. that relationship, that's pretty much how I'd see that. Yeah. <laughs> And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Andy in his backyard. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Woo wee. Backyard Andy yeah. and the Claw. <laughs> Ooh. All right, somebody beat me to band themes on that one. What, what is beat the band theme? Band Choke theme. wallet. Choke band wallet. names. Ban- oh, <laughs> your your secret band names uh, Facebook page. It's not page. so secret. I posted it on the thing. Oh, that's true. That it's no longer. I a thought secret. that was the the title of the no, page. No, the band's it's called No Longer band. a Secret. Oh, okay, oh, okay. That's a nice band that's name. A good name. No longer a secret. These will all be on there tomorrow. I'm sure they will. <laughs> all right. Wait, wait. What was this? What's this? I haven't seen this list. What's this list? It's a Facebook group, but it's I, I can never remember the name of it. When you say it to me, and I apologize <laughs> to Michael Johnson last week for not remembering the name of it, and I can't remember the name of it now. So, oh boy! So, Andy. so thank you for answering my question. It's like weird. Well, I am going to sit here and vamp quietly while my while uh, '80s Jeff gets my throat called out. Well, '80s Jeff, <laughs> hello! <laughs> wow, Dude, I was wondering what was going on over there. I'm having a little extra difficulty because I am a what? little drunk no, and I lost a filling between the, my two front teeth. What? So I'm going. When did this happen? Yeah, a couple days ago. He's losing teeth all the time. It's nothing to be alarmed about. That's what's been all over the floor. The name of the group is Band Names Are Us. Yes. There you go. And that's all it is? is Not A-R-E. Submit your band names here? Just like Toys R Us, Band Names, Letter R, Us. So if you you have a band and you can't find a name, go there. And they've done the the work for you. And they're good names. Oh, yeah. There's some really creative ones on there. I I think Stroke Wallet's in there. I think if you're it right. It, it should it be. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, stroke <laughs> <laughs>